Yeah, time to start the show. <laughs> As Metro's Mercury Grade approaches, I shall create the illest podcaster known to mankind. But, Master, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joe Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Because he's a funny motherfucker. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Because he has money, you fucking dickhead. Oh, I'm sorry, master. Oh, I'm very sorry. The heart of India. The strength of a black man. And the pride of a Spaniard. I present to you my teeth. It's alive. He's walking, master. He's walking. My teeth. Sports. Welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Thalanto My Taylor. Yo, it is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is October 26th. They promised me highs of 93, lows of like 82. I don't believe none of that because this is season six, episode 39, excerpt 232 of the My T Sports Podcast podcast and boy oh boy do we have a lot to talk about i love doing these monday mornings i love doing these monday mornings i know what you're saying t.o you fucking late b you supposed to be here at noon i had a doctor's appointment i had to go to therapy and shit and nigga had to go get checked out it's my oil change top but you know what happens we got that weekend shenanigans going down we got the walk-offs going on we got the afc lease to talk about i don't know if odell beckham gonna be back in the league but we gonna talk about all that and more so you know what i say regardless of the time take that Take that, take that. And regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Yo, can I get right into it? First of all, first of all... First things first. I'm gonna pump the brake for you. You can't go right into it yet, cause I have to wish my sister a very, very, very happy birthday. She turns, damn it, how old you turn now, you old fucker? You turn 38, she turns 38 today. So I wanna wish Dion, I wanna wish you a happy birthday. So, so to you, you know, my, all my love, you know what I like to say? Listen, party hard, enjoy everything, regret nothing. Now that I got the birthdays out of the way, can we get really into it? First of all, first of all, first things first. Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gochi. Light heavyweight champion, a lightweight champion versus the interim lightweight champion. They have in this fight to finally unify the belts. 
And this was a dominant fight. Like, not for nothing. Like, like this... And, and, I, and I'll get to the reason why this fight was even, even made it to the top of the list. Because talking about walk-offs... Khabib dominated this fight. Dominated the first, dominated the first round. You know what I mean? Had Gaethje on the on the ground early. Dominated the second round. Had him on the on, on the ground early. But this time, as soon as things came to clap, he went to sleep. And the bad thing about it is that Gaethje, before the fight, he said that Khabib was gonna kick his ass. Like I don't understand that kind of philosophy. Like basically, the way the reason why he said he said that is because. He said in the last fight that he had, or every fight that he has, he says that, he tells himself that he's about to get his ass killed, this person's gonna dominate him. And, and he ends up winning those fights or ends up working for him. Well, it ain't work for him this time, so you gotta have to change up that tactic. He, he thought that Khabib was gonna kick his ass, he put it out to the ether that Khabib was gonna kick his ass, and Khabib completely dominated and whooped that motherfucking ass. Early stoppage, a minute and 34 seconds left in the second, over a minute and 34 seconds into the second round. And not only did Khabib stop his opponent early, Khabib also stopped his career early. Yes, folks. Khabib Magomedov had a career record of 29 and 0. He has officially retired from UFC. At least he says he's officially retired from UFC. As listen, I'm not I'm not gonna say he's not a man of his word. I'm just saying that we've seen UFC fighters. Sorry, got a little choked up there. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's what happens when you when you alumni at the Nate Dogg School of Medicine. Smoke weed every day. So we seen we seen them um retire and come back. I know. I know. Give me two of them. But he said he's gonna retire, and part of the reason why he's retiring is because. He said he wants because he because he no longer has his father here with him. He, this is the first time he's fighting with his uh, um, without his father um, in his corner. I guess his father must have passed. I'm assuming. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that's what happened. Obviously, you know what I mean. Obviously, but that's the only thing I can imagine. And and at the tender age, I, I think he's what only 32. He is retiring from MMA. What an amazing record! And and listen, him saying that. He's retiring wasn't the only thing. Uh, uh, mentioning that he was retiring was the only thing that he said at the end of his fight. He also said that, listen, after this, like I'm sorry, you're gonna have to put me in for the well, for one of the pound for pound best fighters in UFC history, or in the world, like like this period. You got you gonna have to start putting a little. And I'm not gonna say respect wasn't being put on his name, but he said you got to put a lot more respect on my name that you've been doing. So so he's retiring now. No dad. His mom asked him to retire. He's gonna step away from the game. Now, now will he change his mind later on down the road? I know that's the question, right? We don't know. We don't know. But what we can do, what we definitely can do, is definitely make sure that we give that man his roses while he is here. And I mean, I know he's no longer here for his career, but he still is here. So let's go ahead and give that man his roses. And while he said he's done for the game, listen, who knows what kind of emotional toll or what kind of kind of emotional healing that he even needs right now. So so while he may be fighting, fighting may not be the next thing, may, may be the first thing on his mind. Maybe he's still, still a lot of inside that needs to take care of. While he's winning fights on the outside, he hasn't beaten the demons on the inside. And that may be the biggest challenge of them all. So, so that man's going to retire. Gonna dig up, dig up. To Khabib Nurmagomedov. Retiring with an undefeated record. Unblemished. Champion. Take on every every challenger that I could. 
that, that he could take on, handled all the disrespect that can come from certain fighters, shut them the fuck up, never gave them a chance again, and walked away from the great from the game gracefully at that. Like, that was a graceful bow out. And as one career ends, we get breaking news that another career is officially getting resurrected. <laughs> At least you could say he's got another shot at that. We don't know if this is a full resurrection. Like, like, like he may be sitting up like the Undertaker, but we don't know if he's gonna come back and win these fights. But that is one Antonio Brown, as he has officially signed with a team. I know. And if you know, you know. Now there was a lot of teams that we that we assumed that he may go to. All of them, every single last one of them were playoff contenders. We thought he was gonna go to the Baltimore Ravens. We thought he may go oh, to Kansas City. Man. I know. We 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 not we understand. Um, we, there was a thought of possibly Tampa Bay. I don't remember Tampa Bay being so heavy in the news. But Antonio Brown is gonna get another shot. He's serving his eight-game suspension. Oh, he's about to uh, he's about to finish serving his eight-game suspension. This is now week seven. He only has one more week allegedly. To be suspended when he's, he's going to be able to return, and now that he's now that eligibility is coming very is is, is coming to a is is, is 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 starting to open back up. You hear you you started hearing the teams starting to knock on the door. Now, part of the reasons why we automatically assume that he would go to a playoff team. Thank you. Was going to be was because why would he come back? Any, and, and we said this about all the receivers that you hear coming back, not just Antonio Brown. But also, you heard this um, the same thing about Des Bryant, like that he's trying to come back in the league, and also Josh Gordon, as as he's getting thoughts of being come back in the league. These guys aren't coming back into the league no longer just to play football. They're no longer coming to the league to help young quarterbacks get better. You heard Antonio Brown say this even before he went off, right? That he's not he's not trying to he's not trying to go and, and help make somebody. He's trying to go to a team that has a coach, a team that's that's already ready to play, a team that's ready to ball, good coaching, oh, good team. Good contenders, and 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 you could assume that this is the this is the and this is that this is the pattern for almost all of them. So so when it came to the teams that we thought Antonio Brown was going to go to, it was, it was a short list of teams, and he's officially landed with them. And, and it wasn't Kansas City, who we thought okay, good culture, good team, don't really need him. We, we could see the fit there. It wasn't Baltimore Ravens where we thought that. Why they may got some good players? I don't know. Have put an Antonio Brown in there may reset your culture. He he may be that kind of personality that takes over a culture like Baltimore. He got his little cousin there. They got a young quarterback. He could easily step over some shoes. Or step on some shoes. He 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 don't step over people. He steps on people. He's a step oner. He's a he's a habitual step oner. Like there's a habitual line cross. He's an habitual step oner. He step on niggas all the time. So Antonio Brown gets his one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which adds another weapon to to the to the to the bevy of weapons that Tom Brady has uh, on wide receiver and running back at tight end. Like there isn't a place that Tom Brady cannot look and say that yo I am fully loaded, which is the reason why there's no excuse if for Tom Brady not to be successful this season. While there's excuses for Cam Newton in New England, ain't no excuse for. For Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay. And we'll come back and we'll touch on New England a little bit later. 
But Antonio Brown, he makes his way over the top, over the, over the Tampa Bay. And what that means for Tampa, as you're starting to see them really starting to come together, that once again, not only is it a team that that really doesn't need him, but if you already have your culture set, you already got talent. You already got talent set, even though some of that talent is injured right now. But you, but for the most part, you got talent set. You got leadership set, set, and that's that. Oh, and that's. Oh, no, no. Why don't you just say facts? <laughs> you know what I mean? But they have they have the leadership set at quarterback, leadership set at um, at head coach, leadership set at the front office, leadership oh, is set everywhere. Dude. And not to mention, and not to say that this hasn't stopped Antonio Brown from acting like an ass before. Oh, We're just saying that the more that you have these things locked and in place, the less likely he can come in and rob the apple tree. You know what I mean? He, he, no, that's that he can come in there and rock that boat. That he, that he can put a hole in your ship. Like he may do some dumb shit and you can throw him overboard, but he ain't gonna capsize you. And that may be, and that may be the best thing about where Antonio Brown landed. And that may be the best thing about any of the places that we are landed at. He needs to land to a place that he can't capsize. That, that if he goes about his shenanigans, then you could tell him to go walk these streets. Now, speaking of endings, right? Like I said, Antonio Brown is getting his career resurrected. Khabib Nagamadoff um, has ended his career. But speaking of somebody that really just needs to end their season, J-E-T-S, God damn it. Like... Like, like I, I don't even understand. Like, yeah, we're going to get into the AFC lease for a little bit. Because, I, I, man, after like, New York is just stinking up the place. After you just saw on Thursday night, Daniel Jones, like, like Daniel Jones literally threw a game away because he couldn't stay upright. Talk, t- like, 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 like talking, talking about having erectile dysfunction with the football. Like, jeez. The New York Jets say, hold my beer. Daniel Jones goes, listen, hold my beard. And, 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 and we get it. Like, listen, like Daniel Jones, every time he steps on the field, you're thinking to yourself, Damn, Daniel. You turned over the ball again, Daniel. Like, why can't you hold on to the motherfucking ball, Daniel? Because Daniel Jones is about as averaging about two turnovers per game in this season. And... We gonna get to that clown show maybe on Wednesday, when I, when I have when I have my co-host, when we have the co-host in here for for, for for that midnight hour. But the New York Jets completely just say hold my beer. Like like not not only am I gonna match your two turnovers that you have for the for the game, right? Oh, but dude. I'm also gonna manage in the second half to only have four, four. Four, like you're golfing. Four yards of offense. Where they do that at? This is even an indictment on the quarterback. This is even an indictment on the on on on, on the head coach. Or this, is, or maybe this is an indictment on the general manager. Maybe this is an indictment on on on, on the on the owner. Or maybe this is the, this is the indictment of, of the whoever is running the organization for right now. Like this, this is an indictment up and down the whole entire like like listen up and down like 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 you're picking the fence. This like like no matter where you look like this things are just bad.
four yards of offense. And you looked pretty decent for the first half, Jets. And I understand what they say, right? That in the second, I understand what happened in the second half of the game. The defense, the, the defense changed up, and, and and Buffalo's defense they changed up, and and they changed and they changed their coverage. They started blitzing up the middle and started covering the edges to make sure that Sam Donald not only couldn't escape out of the left or right side of the um, left or the right side of, left or the right side of the formation, but also so that he couldn't step up in the pocket as well. So I understand, and, and then also when you're blitzing the two up the middle, that you're stopping also the run game, and they don't really have any person, and, and they don't have anybody really up front that can hold their own, and they were just basically getting bullied and pushed back. I get all of that. So it's still four yards of offense, and you made no adjustments. So whether the, so, so either the quarterback is either too scared to call audibles, or, or 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 the audible out of the shitty out of the shitty packages and the shitty calls that his that that his quarterback whisperer, this 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 offensive guru that that is coaching him is doing. Because that may be the only reason why he's like, yo, I'm too young, and this dude is supposed to be the shit. Or it's on it's on the head coach that 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 fails to adjust and see that the that the defense has adjusted. Or they've adjusted that the way they guard that. That they guarded you in the first half of the game, and what you're doing now is gonna be unsuccessful. Up and down, B. Just end the fucking season. What I want to know about from the Jets is like, where's your will to fight? What I want to know from the Jets is where is your will to fight? Where is your will to actually go out and make an attempt? Because I'm telling you, I know. I I know I know this this may be a little bit of I don't even want to call it like 2020 vision because it's not really 2020 vision, but I know I know I know I could be remembering this weird or uh, or maybe this is just in my head. But honestly, I I would much rather have Rex Ryan coaching this team because at least Rex Ryan had these teams trying. Like Rex Ryan had Mark Sanchez in the AFC Championship game twice, and oh, and, and he was a shitty quarterback. With weapons around him. This guy has no weapons. And he has no kind of play calling. And the defense is barely holding up. And you lost a game with an opposing team, Jets. Listen, for the people out there that, 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 don't, that don't know this. The New York Jets lost a game without the opposing team scoring one touchdown. They would lose this game 18 to 10. Six field goals lost the Jets this game. That is what you have to work with the Jets. And while I decompress, I'm going to take a quick break because I don't know how much more of this shit I can take either. Like, like it just, this New York is just stinking up the place and I, I can't have it. I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. That was quick, and we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one only down on top my tiller. Please don't forget to go out and vote. And please check the times in your city, your state, when the early voting registration has opened up. I have already voted early. It didn't take that long in my area. I was probably in and out in just about 30 minutes. That's about 10 minutes in line, about 20 minutes to fill out the to fill out the fucking slip. 
Oh, you know, like like, like it, it was really that quick. I got in and out the ten minutes that I was online. The place that I was, the place that I went to had a Poke Stop, so I was able, to, I was able to go to, I was able to drop a Poke Stop, get some Pokies, drop, drop a Lord, get some Pokemon. You know, what I mean, get a couple of spins off and, and handle a little bit of business before I got into some business. But, but, but more importantly, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast and continue listening to the podcast wherever you decide to listen at. Wherever you're listening live on Podbean Live, my website, myteesports.net, or you're catching me live on the gram, I do appreciate however you're listening to me live. If you can't catch me live and you need to catch the rear of the show, um, I do appreciate you catching the rear of the show. The easiest way, the easiest way that, that, I'm, that I've been telling people this year, just tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the M as in Mike, Y as in Yankee, T as in Tango, Sports Podcast, and it'll pick up the latest episode of the podcast by the Bing bada boom, but let's go in the room. The podcast is right there for you. Now, now that you know where to listen to us, right? So you don't, so you don't swing and miss on how to catch the podcast on a daily basis. Talking about swings and misses. Talking about swings and misses. The World Series. Man, I told you, like, there were a lot of shenanigans going on this weekend. Like, like talking about a weekend full of sports. Like, god damn, it's a new day. God damn. When a nigga won money. Ooh. Ooh. Like, I was feeling one of those kind of moments. As the World Series is now, is now 3-2 Dodgers. As they're as 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 they're they're leading the series, they're one game away from 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 eliminating the Tampa Bay Rays. As the as their season is now threatened to be over as well, that game six, which could be a deciding game, is going to be played tomorrow. And as you know, baseball is not going to try to go up against football. But before we talk about how we got to to a three and two game. We have to tell you how did we get to just it being tied 2-2 when the Dodgers was up 2-1. When the Dodgers was up 7-6 in the ninth inning. When the Dodgers was up with a guy that hadn't hit the ball and God knows how wrong. With two outs and two strikes. This game... Was back and forth as back and forth can be. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this game and 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 I and I've been going back and forth of how I felt about watching games and 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 listening to them on the air and, and listening to them on radio, I should say. For the NLDS and the, and, and the ALDS, I, I really didn't mind listening to it on radio. For the World Series, I, I've had to catch this in person, but I'm glad I've caught the World Series in person. In person. That game four was back and forth like 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 more than an old school Paula Abdul song. And then we got to the ninth, where things looked like it was all over. The LA Dodgers are up seven six. They got this kid. What's going on, Poe? They got this guy, Brett Phillips, up on the mound, right? Up at the plate. He's getting ready, you know what I mean? To see if he can get to get his guys on base. And, and he got a couple people on base, right? He got a Rosarino on base. A Rosarino, as you got, like, a Rosarino, like... A Rosarino, like, it's, 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 just, it's just really one word to, to, uh, to describe Rosarino. That's goods. Like, he's got the goods. Like, he has all of the goods. And I'm talking about the goods with the Z. Like, he got the goods. 
They're like, like that's just goods. But Brett Phillips, right, comes up to the plate. Brett Phillips hasn't had a hit since Sammy Sosa was in the league. Like, it's been forever. And he already ended, and there's already two outs. And he's already, and there's already two strikes. And Brett Phillips makes contact with that ball. And it drops right into right field. And it looks like this is going to be a routine play. Mind you, I told you, there's already two outs. They got a man on base. This is going to be a routine play. A routine out. Now, this is one of the times I'm, I'm actually upset that the person that I have to call in this highlight actually shares the same, the same last name as me. But Taylor comes up, center fielder, to make this routine, this, 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 this routine feel. Like the, like, like the, and I'm going to tell you, like, not, not, like, there's a couple of errors that are, that are going to go on on this play. But he, gets, he definitely gets that first error because he started the whole entire chaos that led to, that, that ended up causing this to be a 2-2 game when, listen, not for nothing, the Dodgers should be up 3-1. Oh, we should just be going, I'm sorry, what am I saying? This should be up 4-1, this should be over. <laughs> we should be done. <laughs> Taylor... Misses a routine play. We're talking about elementary play. We're talking about Pop Warner play. We're talking about one of the plays that is the first thing they teach you when they teach you the fundamentals of the game. We're talking about, like, oh, how the fuck did you get to this level of the game if you can't make fundamental plays like that? But what happened is what they talk about in almost any sport. When it comes to catching the ball, he took his eye off the ball for a split second before he had it. And he got ahead of himself. And getting ahead of himself caused that ball to come off of his glove. For him to have to scatter now to get that ball over to home plate where Randy Arezzo is flying around the bases. And I do mean flying. Like, what, I think they clocked him in at coming up somewhere around 22 miles an hour. Flying. You understand what 22 miles an hour means? Means that if he was playing Pokemon Go and he was running, they would have told it. They would have asked him if he was a passenger because he was going too fast. That's how fast he was going around them bases. So Taylor, so Taylor throws off the um, throws the ball to get try to get the ball over the home plate. That gets cut off by Max Murray. Max Murray cuts the ball off and he throws it to the catcher Will Smith. And this is where the other fuck up happens. Now the reason why 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 Max Muncy is trying to get that ball over to Will Smith because Arenzo Reno is now rounding third, and he is and he is coming round that mountain. But then he falls, and it didn't matter that he fell. But he falls. And he gets up, and he gets ready to go back to third. But in that moment where Max Muncy goes to get that ball to Will Smith, guess what? Whatever happened to Taylor must be contagious on the team. Because Will Smith 
has the ball bounce off of his glove. And we ain't talking about Viva La Miami. I don't got to curse him around, but I do. Fuck him. Fuck you too. Not that Will Smith. Right? But Will Smith has the ball go off his glove, which one I can say is human errors exercising fertility. Again, eyes on the ball, people. Eyes on the motherfucking ball. And again, he expected the ball to be somewhere else and left his glove there and then reacted instead of watching the ball's trajectory and see the ball take a last minute dip. Last second dip. Excuse me, say last minute. Last second dip. So that he can adjust his glove. But he doesn't. And he comes around swiping, assuming that Randy Orozarena was going to be there. But Randy Orozarena isn't there for the tag at home plate because Randy Orozarena fell. Meaning that if he would have caught that ball, they also would have been out. So listen how many routine plays was missed here. We're talking about, we're talking about not only could you not get a guy out that hasn't had a hit since Jesus was walking the earth, right? But also, Taylor couldn't get um, a simple field in play to be able to get the man to, to be able to get um, to be able to get a man out so that they could get out of this inning. But then after that happens, they had a, per a, per a perfectly good opportunity to get Randy Orozarena out, um, out at home plate, and they missed that opportunity. That's two errors on one play. Orozarena playing, put your right foot in, put your right foot back, about the double dutch, you turn it all about, gets over the home plate, and he slides and taps the base, and that's what it's all about. Two runs in. 7-6. I'm sorry, 8-6 at this point. Rays, game's over. Game's over, game's over. You got Brett Phillips running through there looking like look, looking like the looking like the Jet. He barely remembers what was going on. He had to have it explained to him. He like you understand like things were happening so fast that he didn't realize that Randy fell. Um, 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 the guy, <laughs> the other guy that he drove in didn't realize that Randy fell. There was so much going on. But all that matters was that W. And listen, the highlight of all of that was the play by Randy Rezzereno. As Randy Rezzereno has been the highlight of the playoffs. This rookie, this rookie that, as of right now, from what I can tell, can't speak a lick of English. I don't know if he just feels more comfortable speaking in his native tongue. But as of right now that I know of, can't speak a lick of English. It's been the highlight of the playoffs. You see him making clutch hit after clutch hit after clutch hit. You see him making effort play after effort play, running the bases hard, making sure he make, making sure he puts himself in opportunities to do good things. He he scorched the Yankees. You see you you see him hurting the Rays. I'm sorry, I mean, you see him hurting the Dodgers. Randy Arrezzareno is going to, is more, if, if there's nothing else that I take out of these playoffs, is going to be the name Randy Arrezzareno. I, I, don't, I really don't, it doesn't matter if they win, it doesn't matter if they lose, it doesn't matter what else happens. The one thing I will take away from these playoffs is the name Randy Arrezzareno. He is going to be an individual that I'll be watching now for years. I'll be keeping an eye on an eye on him to see how well he's doing to see if he continues to play at this pace. Because when you play good for the regular season and then 
you lock in and you step your game up in, in the playoffs and you have this kind of run, it opens up a huge trajectory for your career. Mentally, professionally, confidence-wise, you, know, you understand? Like, it really opens it up. And, and I'm going to be curious to see how he opens up his game. Randy Arezzo is the truth. And, 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 and not for nothing. Right, thank God that that the Tampa that the LA Dodgers are now won their last game and they're now up three two because what would have happened? What would have happened if they would have ended up blowing this last game? The when the Clayton Kershaw storyline would have been horrific. Like what he did in Game One would have been a wash. Thank you, Paul, for sharing the show. Would have been a complete and utter watch. And don't, don't you guys forget that the phone lines are open. If you want to call up, we call up to the show. They are open anytime that you want to call in with your questions, concerns, or whatever you got. Listen, we do sports and we even do a little bit more. What I'm going to do, I'm going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. We're going we, to get into this New England game. And because not only is there a player out in New England, but there may also be another player out right across town a little bit to their west. But we're going to get into that and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Back to the Money Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one only Dollar Throw Martella. Thank you again for continuing to listen to the podcast wherever you may be listening to the podcast at. Listen, I just had to, I just had to drop a commercial real quick so I can get an excuse to get myself some tea. Like, like, listen, I I, I gotta I, sh- I can't even say what I need to say because I just realized oh, what, I, what I'm about to say it doesn't the verbiage doesn't come out well. <laughs> but I needed some tea. I needed some tea. Oh, it's, all, it's, it's all it's all it's all for the it's all for the pipes. Oh, <laughs> Exactly. Tell them. Tell them again. Drop one more for me if you need to. Right? Because, listen, as we've had now Khabib end his career, we got the Jets that just need to end their season. We got Antonio Brown having his career resurrected. It looks like the Tampa Bay Rays about to have their season ended. We have somebody else that is threatening to have his season ended. And that is the boy by the name of Cam. Oh, Cam. Damn it, Cam. As they lost an embarrassing game, San Francisco did to New England, 33-6. to And... I know. Listen, admittedly so, Cam Newton played bad. 
Cam Newton said that he played bad. Like I said, admittedly so. Like it was it was a bad game by Cam Newton. You've seen him underthrow passes. You've seen him overthrow passes. You you've seen him just not look like the Cam that look that looked like a. Oh, the Cam that won MVP. That's basically what I'm trying to say. The Cam that won MVP that season. He doesn't look like that guy anymore. And granted, he's 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 a couple oh. of years. He's far enough removed from from that from that spot where he may not be that guy anymore. He's a couple of injuries removed from that MVP guy that he was. But the fact that he got benched for a guy that literally trips over his own two feet. <laughs> Cam Newton, like, I'm not the someone like that. Your season may be over, but you may officially be in the danger zone. Because here comes the chatter again about Cam Newton, about if he can play in this league, about if he can continue to play in this league, if his style of play can continue to be productive, his passing versus his throwing, his throwing versus his passing, his accuracy, all of those things are now started to come back up to play. And now it's even a little bit more, too, I'm, ten, um, I'm tenfold, right? Because before he, he was just they were just talking about him when he was just some guy in Carolina in a division that had in a, in a division that had uh, that had Drew Brees and also Matt Ryan. But yet Matt Ryan, while he was failing, you never and while Matt Ryan continues to fail, you don't hear still yet about Matt Ryan's job being threatened. What the fuck? How basura does one person have to look? How basura does one team have to look before you have to say, hey, maybe it's the quarterback, B? Maybe everything that keeps happening is is it comes from how our we listen we, we follow leadership. When's Matt Ryan gonna get blamed? But here goes Cam Newton catching that flag again, again, and this time it's a little bit more tenfold because now it's happening in New England. Now it's happening. Now it's happening under the great coach Bill Belichick. And now it's happening when Tom Brady is, 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 is down south somewhere actually looking proper. And I'm going to tell you guys that are already talking that noise about Cam. And, 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 and see, I only, and I'm not even a big Cam fan to take up for Cam. It's just that when we get a little too right field, get a little too left field in certain categories, I'm the guy that has to bring us back to total Shavasana. You understand? I'm, gotta, I'm the one that has to bring us back to our center. I gotta bring you back to the middle because I can't have you sounding all crazy without any reason. And there's a lot of reason that comes into why Cam looks bad. First off, hit me with it one time. I know it's not this section. First of all, first of all, first things first. He had COVID. Yes. Remember that remember the pandemic that's going on? That, that that had people ventilated in New York, that had bodies that that, that had bodies outside of hospitals, that, that 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 was being picked up by 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 U-Haul trucks and and had literally literally dead bodies in the street because they couldn't they couldn't get them even get given to the morgues fast enough. Yeah, he had that deadly disease. Remember that thing that had shut that shut us down now for what the the past 8 months it is? He has that. Oh, he had that. So let's not forget that he's still dealing with that because we've heard that that can have lingering effects on all on on, on all kinds of system um all kinds of lingering effects on your on your internal system. We've heard about we've heard about sports um about athletes that haven't recovered from it. So who knows exactly how Cam is right now with his health. But 
the the biggest part of the of the criticism, right? What is a big part of the criticism that is coming from because of how good Tom Brady is looking into Tam is looking in Tampa. And I and I need to get and I need you guys to calm down because this isn't the same scenario. Right? I don't care how well Tom Brady has looked with New England in the past. I don't care how Tom Brady looked with this talent in the past. There's also something to say when you know a playbook for 18 years and you can run that playbook in your sleep. There is something to be said for that. And do you know how you make up for not knowing the playbook? Like you know the back of your hand or your girlfriend's ass at least? Cause I don't know what the fucking back of my hand looks like to be honest with you. But I know what that culo look like. Hey yo, mommy, ven aquí, dame beso, dame. You know, I don't want to get off topic. All right? There's something to be said about knowing a one single playbook for 18 years when it comes to not having talent. Do you know how you make up for not knowing a playbook? You have talent! Everywhere! From the rooter to the tutor, from the front to the back, from the head to the sack. You have talent. That's how you make up for that. New England doesn't have talent. And Cam Newton is learning a new playbook. So that is a double whammy. And then he had COVID. So that's not a whammy squared. That's double whammy squared. Now we got a 32-bit whammy. Well, something like that. <laughs> Maybe 64. But you, but you understand, like, like, that's what's going on here. Oh, that's part of what's going on here. So, so every game that Tom Brady has where he looks good without Bill Belichick, and for every game that Bill Belichick looks like he's struggling without Tom Brady, Let's not forget, New England has no talent. But they used to have a quarterback that knew this system in and out and was meticulous about this system as well. 18 years, one system. There's something to be said for that, to make up for a lack of talent. But now Tom Brady's no longer on this team with no talent. Cam Newton is. Cam Newton, a guy that came in with all of the question marks that he came in already with. His accuracy, his running, can he maintain this? Can he get back to this? And then you put him on a team that absolutely has no talent. Granted, he got there for the cheap, and you thought, like, listen, Belichick can make anybody look good. But where's the talent to help make them look aight, at least? We saw some good things from the beginning of the season from Cam Newton, but since he's had... COVID, those good things haven't looked so frequent. I wonder. It almost sounds like he may have had a virus that may have compromised his immune system and may have weakened his ability a little. Hmm. But he was already damaged goods to begin with. So now this adds on top of it. So now you're talking about external and internal problems that you have to worry about with Cam Newton. Uh, external and internal injuries. 
the New England Patriot may not be as good as me as or as feared as they may be this year. And, and it's very quickly saying that yeah, you can beat them and you can beat them bad. And, and and listen, and if they happen to have breaks, you can beat them off of them too. Thirty-three to six. By the guy that Tom Brady forced out of town. Because Tom Brady is feeling a little bit insecure in his career. And, and trust me, it's insecurity. He pulled the LeBron James route. He went and just got a team full of talent. So that failing, so that he had the, le the, the lowest possible percentage of failure. I get, I get it. He put himself in the best position to win is basically what I'm trying to say. But it's still an easy route. And it's still, and I, and I don't want to go with the easy route narrative here because this is a little bit different when you talk about football versus basketball and what Tom Brady did versus what LeBron James does. But it's still an easy route. He still made sure that there was going to be very little window for him to not to succeed. He went to a team that he knew had talent, wide receivers, running backs, tight end. And then he came there and brought more wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs to come join. So now every almost every single position, you have guys that guys that, that were either starters, you know what I mean, or bona fide like like go-to men at every position. Whether it's wide receiver, running back, slot, tight end. And that's what Tom Brady has to worry about. So when things don't go as planned, when he doesn't know the playbook, when he doesn't know every single clicking part of the offense, you know what he does? He just gets to somebody that's talented, that's open. Because these guys are talented enough to be able to get themselves open. Smart enough to get themselves, in, to, um, to find the gaps in the defense. Talented enough to, um, um, to outrun coverage. And he just has to get the ball to them. Instead of having to overthink the exact scheme of every single play until guys are at us. No, 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 no. All I got to do is get at the talent and watch talent work. And that's how I will continue to be great while my predecessor in New England continues to get shitted on for, 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 for taking over my talentless team when he had COVID and no training camp. Let's add that onto it. Because let's not act like no training camp didn't have Gronkowski looking like shit for five weeks. Gronk just came alive last week. We just started seeing some of the Gronk that we used to see. That ain't by coincidence. That's training camp in a few games. And listen, don't be surprised for a lot of teams like this. When you start seeing them coming alive right around now. So maybe some of them a little bit earlier. Some of them would have started coming around, some of them coming alive some around like week three and week five. But don't don't be surprised if some people start coming alive right around now and then they start surprising you. Just think of how many people you normally start didn't you didn't start seeing coming alive until after week three or four in the regular season when they had a preseason to go through. And now they have none and they just have to get up and go. No morning coffee. No shower. No no, no stretching. Just get out there and let's go play some ball. Let's go run this mile. No warm-up, no nothing. Even brush your teeth. Just unprepared, not ready. 
So we're going to a new system without having no camp, without having no talent, and having COVID. Cam Newton is allegedly on the hot seat. But Tom Brady gets these free passes. It's okay. These things are like, you guys could be fooled by this genjutsu, not me. Genjutsu, for those that don't understand, that, that's, that's an illusion, a facade, a mirage. You guys can get fooled by that genjutsu, not me. I'm, the verdict on Tom Brady still isn't out for me because he has way too much talent for him to not be successful. So the way he's being judged is completely different. And the fact that Cam Newton is looking bad with his former team, remember Tom Brady left this team for a reason because it had no talent. Tom, I'm not gonna say Tom Brady's greatness is what kept this team afloat, but knowing this playbook for 18 years has its benefits. And I'll say at least that much for Tom Brady. Because the verdict still isn't out yet on me, at least for me, if it's the system or if it's the player. Or if it's the player or if it's the system. I'm still waiting to see. Because the fact that this team, I'm seeing this New England team has won any games now, is strictly based on the fact that, hey, at some point in time, Cam Newton just had to ball out and do Cam Newton things because he wasn't getting necessary support that he needed. So now Cam Newton's career is threatened to be over. And there's somebody else's career that, that's, that's threatened to be, at least, his, at least his starting position for this year, to a guy that literally trips over his own two feet. What was that thing? Jared Stidham, I think that was? Who was that? Who, who, who was that? Jared Stidham. Yeah, that was Jared Stidham. I mean, Cam Newton, Cam Newton threw two interceptions, but Jared Stidham came in there and he, and he threw one his damn self. I remember, folks, the phone lines are open. Even though the show is about to end, and, and, and probably about... How much time do we got left? And probably like about nine minutes, the, the show is about to end. But remember, the phone lines are open. So feel, feel free to call up if you want to talk about any of these games that passed over this weekend, the fight that just happened. Well, we're we about to get into some sad news because, like I said, there's, there's been a lot... While this weekend has, has been real crazy, you have players retiring... You have players coming out of retirement or out of suspension, getting their career resurrected. We have the World Series where that, that season's about to end in one more game, unless the... <laughs> I see you, bro. You have, you have the Rays that, that's about to have their season and um, unless they can unless they can win another game. Cam Newton is, is being put on the hot seat for his poor play. And now another big name out. Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm not going to say that Odell Beckham's career is done after this. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be very hard pressed for Odell Beckham Jr. to possibly get another job after this. Or... Even not so much another job, another bona fide contract after this. Like, they, they said that they sent it to Cleveland for careers to die. Like, oh my God, are they not, are they true, or are they not lying? Not only have we basically almost forgotten about Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland, and he's gotten injured a couple times, but now this, the torn ACL. 
when he was trying when he was playing defense after a ball got intercepted. Remember, he already has a reputation that's beyond damage. Beyond damage is his reputation. And now you're talking about now him having another significant leg injury on a guy that's supposed to be a speed guy. No, from what, from what I've seen from Odell Beckham, he runs good routes too. But for more than anything, a guy that's supposed to be a speed guy and is very dependent on those on those super sticky gloves. I, yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. He's super dependent on super sticky gloves. Because <laughs> Odell Beckham, now you got to figure, he's out for this whole entire season. Depending on how recovery goes and, and, and how things lay, he may return next season, but next season return may not be so well. But even if he returns next season, it's going to be all of next season just for him to get back into that shape, that football shape, as they say, before you can say that, hey, he may look like his old self. That's 2022. That's half of the season gone, almost all of next season to recover on the field. If he's, if, if That's if he comes back next season. But just remember, whatever season he comes back on the field, that's a recovery season on the field. He still won't be back to the old guy that you, the, the old person that you remember. And then even by then, what's, how old is Odell Beckham going to be? What is he going to be, early 30s now? Significant leg injuries, falling back on speed, already has or, or already has a reputation. Uh, like like different scenarios, he's, he's been banned from his alma mater. So who's going to take this head? He's going to come at a hell of a discount if he does come back into this league. And as we, uh, and as we saw... Like, there'll be a place for him. We, as we see Josh Gordon get 8 billion chances. As we see Antonio Brown get about 4 billion chances. We see, we see Des Bryant getting half a million chances. So Odell Beckham will get another chance, but it's, we're going to start hearing about Odell Beckham like, this, these, like these last three guys I just mentioned. It ain't gonna be teams clamoring over Odell Beckham like, oh my God, we gotta have Odell. Oh my God, we gotta have Odell. I gotta have him on the squad. I need to have him on this team. I need to have no. It's gonna be like, oh, Odell's available. Let's see how cheap we can get him for. Let's see what he's talking about. Cause if he ain't, if 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 he ain't coming correct, he ain't gonna, he even gonna have a spot. He gonna be over there working out with Kaepernick. Odell Beckham with this ACL. Injury may have may, may have may have may have just ended his career, or may, may have ended the career that we know to be Odell Beckham Jr. Basically, from this point on, he is the wide receiver formerly known as Odell Beckham because um, what we who we used to know is no longer going to be the person. We know are no longer going to be talking about him in that same breath. It's going to be about old fond memories of memory passing when he had a three hand catch and on a Giants game that they still lost and and during and during, and during the Eli era that didn't mean shit. This is how we're gonna talk about Odell Beckham, but you know what? I'm gonna say something about Odell Beckham. I don't feel bad that he got his, that he got his leg injured. To be honest with you, because he left the ear on that play. Go look at that play again. Odell Beckham gets uh, Odell Beckham has the ball intercepted basically from him, and when he comes back to respond to that play, he finds himself in mid ear for his leg to get caught up in mid ear between two defenders, and that's how he ends up kind of tearing that ACL. Why was Odell Beckham in mid ear when he was just running? To go make a tackle. It's because Odell Beckham 
was most likely about to do one of those Odell Beckham dirty plays again. Go look up that Josh Norman stuff. Go look up even before the incident with Josh Norman on that same year. Because I'm trying to because this is the only way I can truly I can truly recap this. But go before that Josh Norman incident happened. Go look up. Go look up a couple weeks before that the game against the Bills, and how he reacted during that game during um after interceptions. And 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 or or in press on on press coverage, Odell Beckham is known for attacking dudes' heads, either with his hands or with his helmet. But he is known after being a, um being a headhunter when he's on when he's playing the defender um 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 on a play. Odell Beckham was a dirty player. The only reason I believe that Odell Beckham tore his ACL is because he had nefarious intentions on trying to make a play on that ball. Where, where if you look at him, he was getting ready to lunge himself after that player. And got caught up in the air by two other individuals. Thrown off track. Knee got caught up the way, knee got snapped. ACL and now he's out. Although Beckham sitting on the sideline, he got to pout. Hot on the roof, Brooklyn Zoo. Those are light balls for you. And you know what? Guys, we're at that time. I don't, I don't know how I do this every single day. Listen, I, I've been more surprised than anybody else that I've, I've found a way to gab. You know what I mean? About sports every single day of the week. But I, I do thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to and, and talk sports. Don't forget, you guys can come and join the podcast anytime that you can have whenever you like. You can call whenever you like. The phone lines are always open. I do appreciate you guys. So, shout out to my boy Toby and Wigway. I hope you guys catch a wave that never subsides. This is Talento Martel with the Mighty Sports Podcast, a.k.a. the One Take Wonder. I don't ever edit this shit. So whatever happens here, you get full blast. And I am out of here. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag. No lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. I got comments from Snug Fest still. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. <laughs> Tired. My tea! My tea. Smoke weed every day.